0: So to come back to the point of being practical, the more we practice love, the more we love. And the more we love, the more we can practice love. The more we develop love, the more we come in touch with the harmony of the universe. The more delightful our life becomes, the more bountiful, the more everything. It starts a cycle going where you spin upwards with loving and receiving. That's another thing. If we want to be loved, the way to do it is to love. It's not only the very best method, but it's, I think, the only method of receiving love, is to love, because what we give out must come back. But looking for love without loving does not bring love to us, does not satisfy us. The happy one is the one loving, the one giving. Blessed is the giver because he's so much happier if he gives from his heart. When we say we love one person more than another, if we will trace it through by going inwardly, we will find that The one that we love more is a person whom we think we need, that has something that we would like to have, and therefore we say we love that person more. Actually, love cannot be chopped up. If you want to test your own love, look at your enemies. This is the real test, or if you don't want to go that far, look at strangers, examine your attitude towards strangers. It should be one of, well, they are me, they are my family. Every mother should be our mother, every father should be our father, every child should be our child. This is the attitude we achieve through understanding. If we have the correct attitude of love, that doesn't happen. The givingness is not in things, number one. Right. The givingness is an attitude. we can always maintain an attitude of love. Now, most people who give are not giving lovingly, they're giving because of the credit they will get for giving. Look at me, I'm doing good, or I get my name in the paper, or something like that. You see, that type of love will get us into trouble people will drain us on that because we're looking and we're looking to put ourselves up in the process and therefore they'll pull us down.
1: Don't you think though it's easier to love somebody 5,000 miles away than somebody next door to you?
0: (laughs) 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 The easiest thing in the universe to do is to love everyone. This is what I think. This is what I've discovered. Once we learn what love is, That's the easiest thing to do. It takes effort and agony not to love. It takes tremendous effort not to love everyone. And you see the effort being expended every day. But when we love, we're at one with them, we're at peace, and everything falls into line beautifully. Well, the main thing is to see love in the sense that I'm trying to define it, then those things don't happen. But when we love in the sense uh, that humanity understands the word to mean, then you're right. But I don't call that love.
1: What do you call it?
0: Selfishness, actually. We are doing things to help ourselves, and yet in the high love, in the spiritual love, there's no self-abnegation. We don't have to hurt ourselves when we love everyone, and we don't. You see, in love there's a feeling of mutuality. That which is mutual is correct. If you love, you hold to that law and therefore people won't take advantage of you if you're loving you're applying the most powerful force in the universe but it's the love of a Jesus I'm talking about practically speaking if someone is trying to hurt you and you just feel love for that person, and if that person continues, you'll see them hurt themselves. They continue further, they'll almost destroy themselves, they'll just knock themselves out. They won't be able to oppose you anymore. But But we have to practice this love that I'm speaking of. Not to love as we have known it.
1: So, love, in the way you're saying it, it, isn't something that you say, I'm going to do, or I'm going to love, or I'm, you know, I'm going to apply this tool and, and love this person so much he's going to kill himself.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, that would be love.
1: <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a basic attitude. It's nothing
0: that you physically, or even mentally do, it's just a constant attitude. It's a constant attitude that evolves in us when we try to develop it. However, we should try practicing the love, as I said before, first on our family. Grant everyone in the family their own beingness, if you can. If you can't keep trying. Keep trying until you can. Then apply it to friends, then strangers, then everyone. See by doing this you will develop it. Although as you say it isn't something you can turn on just like that.
1: It's just like being this you you know in a way to- It's all we do have it. All of us have it. But it's just layered over by many attitudes. It's smothered
0: by wrong attitudes. Now this love I talk about is our basic nature. It's a natural thing. That's why it's so easy. The opposite takes effort. We move away from our natural self. Cover Smother it with concepts of the opposite of love. And then, because we're not loving, unloving comes back at us and proves to us the concepts like Paul brought out, which we all experience when we first start practicing this love. You're not alone, Paul.
1: Isn't love almost like a selfishness? Because when you love somebody,
0: it's such a wonderful feeling for you. Well, this is a matter of semantics that I don't want to get involved in. <clears throat> the way you put it, yes, but not in a general sense.
1: I know when I love somebody, I feel so good. It's, yeah, such it's
0: a true after you discover what love is, it's the greatest thing in the universe. It's a thing that everyone wants, only because it's his basic nature in the first place. Every human being is basically an a extremely loving individual.
1: Does it come down to this thing of uh, pleasure? I mean, is it the same type of thing where your, your mind becomes still <coughs> in one avenue of thought, of concentration, of acceptance of the other person, therefore the mind is still, and true yes. nature then comes through, which is the love, yes. the feeling of love.
0: The more we love, the less we have to think. If I'm not loving you, I have to be on guard, I have to protect myself. If I'm not loving the world, I'm always protecting myself from the world which causes more and more and more thoughts puts me extremely on the defensive and subconsciously it builds up year in and year out and then I'm a mass of thoughts protecting myself from the world say now if I love the world the world can't hurt me my thoughts get quiet the mind gets peaceful and then that infinite self is right there and that's the experience of this tremendous joy
1: in other words it's not the object again that brings this out it's it's the quieting of the mind that let actually the being come through a little more that really is the love experience isn't it? yes more than the object we're, we're, we say it's the object that we love
0: But it's actually what you say. So you're taking it right from the top now. The
1: shine coming through.
0: What Harry is saying is that uh, we (coughs) take our infinite beingness, our infinite joy, and we cover it over with thoughts. We take the natural state, which is unlimited, We cover it up with thoughts of limitation. The thoughts smother this infinite self that we are. It smothers the capacity to enjoy, and so all we need to do is to quiet the thoughts or rid ourselves of all thoughts, and what's left over is the infinite, glorious, being that we are, which is our natural state. That's not odd. That's our natural state. That's the way we were. That's the way we're going to be. We are actually that now, but we don't see it. This infinite glorious being that we are, being absolutely perfect can never change. It's always there. We just don't look at it. We look away from it. We look far away from it. What we should do is turn our mind inward and begin looking at it. And the more we look at it, with a capital I, the more we see it, Everything seems to point to the same direction, doesn't it? That happens as we get more understanding of what life and the universe is. But everything fits together more and more until it gets simpler and simpler, until there is just one absolute symbol called God. God is simple, everything else is complex. The greater the complexity, the further we are from God. That's why God is one and only one, or one without a second. Have I covered the subject of love? In practice, then if someone else has a heartfelt desire, and our heart, I'm going to use that word a bit, is that same feeling. And there's a feeling, if, if I went along with him, I might lose something. Then that isn't love, but if it was, Complete in the sense that whatever they wish, <coughs> I wish, because their feeling must be my feeling is only one feeling, and I wouldn't be afraid. But if I'm no. afraid, there's a word for it today called togetherness. It's a very good word. Does not fit what you're saying. Togetherness. Together, we see one same thing and want the same thing, is that...? Seems a little weak in a sense, <laughs> to me. But that's the word that's being used. I think would be better off if we dropped the word love and use words like togetherness, oneness. It's impossible to be hurt when we love We are never hurt when we love. We only feel wonderful when we love. In fact, we feel the greatest when we love. And the more partial it is, the less good it feels. When we love all the time, we love every being. We have nothing but a tremendously wonderful, warm attitude of everything is fine, every person is just right. When we wear rose-colored glasses, that's the way we see the world when we love. When we hate, we see the same world in just the opposite way. So it's a tremendous thing to learn this little secret of the power of love. Just wonder if I shouldn't read off some of the definitions in the book. There's so many ways it's been said. My gosh, there's five pages on it. I remember before this book came out, I said to Frances, "I never know what to say on love. There isn't much you can say about it." She laughed at me. And she showed me all this, but this was gathered over many, many talks. And I can see it's an attempt to convey the concept of the real love by saying it in as many ways as possible. Well, the first one, love is a feeling of givingness with no thought of receiving any return for it. That's the one I started with. Love is giving with no strings attached. Only by loving does love come to us. The more we love, the more, loves co- the more love comes to us. I know this is a basic error in many, many people's thinking. They go through life wanting to be loved, never feeling that they are, even when they are really getting the love because the feeling has to be in us. If I love you, I feel wonderful. If you love me, you feel wonderful. As you said before, it's the one who loves that feels great. So wanting to be loved is getting into a direction that can never be satisfied. (laughs) You see, it's different uh, concepts of the word love in different people. It might not just suit your concept what Bob says, but I know what Bob means, and I say yes, but you'll always be right because you think that way, and thinking makes itself. So. Love is an attitude, a feeling, and requires no action for requires no action. It might have action, you might give away everything you have, but it's not necessarily uh, so that you should or would give away everything. The main thing is the attitude. A child loves a little more than we do, but not too much more because the child comes into the world with attitudes developed over the millenniums. The child is not a new thing at birth. It's the sum total of the entire past. But since the child hasn't met with the world, the cruel, cruel world yet, A child has not taken on more concepts of the opposite of love, and in in that sense a child loves more than an adult, everything else being equal. The main thing that a child wants from us is love, and we cannot fool a child. They know our feelings and that's what they read they don't listen to the words that we put out we fool ourselves with the words but we don't fool the children but giving love to a child will develop love in that child this lifetime will condition the child for a very or a a most happy life But before we can love a child, we have to know what love is, develop it, and be capable of loving. That's why I've always said to mothers, uh, if you want to help your children, help yourself. That's the very best way of helping your children. And you'll notice that the children understand it immediately and reciprocate. The reason why we have a a hassle with children today is mainly because we don't know what love is. If we were capable of loving, instead of the conflict with children, it would be just the opposite. There would be a complete harmony between parent and child. But it's only because we have lost sight of what love is that we are in this difficulty of opposition between parent and child. There's hardly a family in which this does not exist today, It's just a matter of how little it is. Because the world as it is today, is in a very confused state, knows very little of the real values that we came here for, and is lost in chasing the god, money, prestige and so forth. Should I go on reading these things? I was just thinking you could read them yourself. Love is acceptance. Love is taking people as they are. Love is loving the other one because the other one is the way the other one is. Love is trust. When we love people, we will always trust them. You can use these things as a check upon yourself. If you don't trust someone, you don't love them. Now that's not an easy one to see, and uh, I suggest you work that out yourself. If you don't trust someone, you don't love them. I say trust the most crooked person in the world, and that person will be honest with you. Love is a feelingness of peace. As we said before, when we love, we have no enemies, we don't have to be on guard and we're at ease. Love is identification. It is being the other one by identifying with the other one. Love is what every being is seeking through his every act. Love is identification, it is being the other one by identifying with the other one. You feel as though the other one is you. If you're in that sphere, you automatically identify with everyone. When I know that, that's identification, complete. I also know your, very, your every thought and feeling, if you are me. That's how complete the identification becomes. This actually happens. The power and effect of love is obvious. Just try it, apply it, like you're doing on that, on other things. The effect is obvious. It's a very powerful thing. If you saw the Absolute Truth, you'd see infinite, perfect beings. Now, I say, this is the truth everyone's an infinite, perfect being, that when we see him otherwise, we're not seeing the truth. So, you see what it does to your concept? I say you're looking at them wrongly and you'll be hurt because of that. Change your view, change your thought, change something in you, and it'll change out there immediately. If you don't like the world out there, you must change yourself. And immediately the world rightens. Gets the way we want it to be. This satisfaction throws a monkey wrench into the works. When there is love, progress is the very greatest. I just um, read one here that love is what every being is seeking through his every act. If you will trace through all your behavior, or the behavior of people, what are they looking for? They're looking for love. That's the ultimate. That is the greatest of all progress, is love. our life is getting far too complex and it's not progress because people are not happier today I think that's the proof their happiness they have things like they've never had it before and look at the mess we're in today or, or don't you see it Mental pain. Yeah, the think. greatest pain is mental. There's more anxiety and dissatisfaction today than there ever was. Well,
1: I think in, that's. In our time. Right, but I, but I, I just, by my own thinking, you know, I don't figure I'm the expert in, but I just think that that's because of an unwillingness to adjust uh, to a new acceptance, you might say.
0: Okay, I say it's lack of love. Well, I could put it another way. It's not that we have less love today, as much as it is. We were so busy, busily occupied in trying to make a living, we didn't have time to be with ourselves. Now we have time to be with ourselves. Uh, Thirty years ago we thought, oh, if we only had things we would be happy, and we were striving very hard to get things. Now we've gotten the things, and instead of being happy, we find ourselves less happy. Which is good, because our next big lesson is to learn that happiness is not in things. It'll go more toward principle in the near future. But we're coming down now to a dangerously to a dangerous point of getting away from the absolute truth by accepting some of the things of the world as they really shouldn't be accepted by us. We should see the perfection where the seeming imperfection seems to be, because we are aiming for the very top. Now, one of the keys to abundance is the spirit of giving. The key to supply is to develop that constant feeling of givingness. This is a real key in producing supply. If we had an attitude of givingness every moment, and we wanted things, they would smother us. A constant attitude of gratitude is also a very helpful thing. Gratitude is something that doesn't make sense to me. Drop it. There's a lot of other words here that could make sense. See, all these these things I say to me are all the same things. Almost everything I say is the same thing again and again, in different words, in different phrases. I smiled before when Harry saw how this thing of love was the same as something else. In the end, it all comes down to one thing, and only one. So stick to the words that you like, and let go of the words you don't. To me, all these words mean the same thing. Love is acceptance, identification, understanding, truth. communication, truth, God, you, me. It's all the same thing. And it will be to everyone if they look at it through the same, from the same point from your very own center. If you look at it from your very own center, you'll see that it's all the same. Your very own center being your very own self, with a capital S, the real you that you are, not this fake ego that we're trying to make a big thing of. That's why I've said education actually is a... uh, system of learned ignorance, it's a miseducation, as it is today. um, All the important things in life are never taught. No matter how many years you go to college, you don't get any courses on happiness, love, life. All these subjects that are so important that everyone is seeking, there's not a single course in any college in this country on it. Uh, It's an attitude of givingness. It's not an actual givingness of things. Now, giving things could be part of it, and giving things could be just the opposite of love. I can give you things because I want you to like me. That's not love on my part. That's trying to bolster my ego. However, the, the greatest givingness that can be given is to give understanding, to give wisdom. If a man asks me for a meal and I give it to him, five hours later he needs it again. But if I get across to him the principle on how to produce a meal, he'll never go hungry again. So the greatest givingness is understanding, wisdom.
1: I was going to say before, when Paul was talking about the other person doing things which may seem to be against you to gain his end, but really he's merely attempting to gain love by doing this for someone in his field, and therefore if you understand that, that understanding then you know he's doing it to gain love or for love, uh, uh, that's seen through this uh, misconception.
0: Yeah. Now that carry on through to the extreme, and you'll see that every person in his every act of seeking love, there's all levels of helping, all degrees of helping.
1: So a lot of this giving to charity, to some of these other things, is really the sustaining of the condition under which we think we're giving to eliminate,
0: mm-hmm.
1: keeping it in mind, therefore sustaining And again, of course, the, the thing, the bigger thing behind it all is, as is you say, the, the perfection. The, well, yes, the perfection, but the attitude on our part of, of the spiritual giving, of the lifting, of not sustaining the condition, but of lifting uh, spiritually above the condition, so that you don't actually, so that you see the perfection. Yeah, so seeing so the perfection instead of the imperfection. Yeah.
0: When you do that, you affect every atom in this universe. You affect every person, whether they realize it or not, because you're invoking the power that's most powerful. (coughs) It's loving every person into a perfect being minus all these negativities of diseases, and you actually do far more for all the heart disease with that attitude than you would by giving money, and see, but I'm trying to make a point that it's not important whether you give money to them or, or not, the important thing is your attitude. You can give for the glory of giving, or being put up as a giver, that does you no good. Or you can have the attitude of what you just said and actually give no cash, and you're doing far more good. So, it's the attitude that's important. Love is the answer to all problems. No matter what the problem is, if you will just apply love to the fullest extent possible and succeed, that problem will drop away immediately. Just don't get aggravated. Just know that everything is fine, everything's all right. And just feel love and you'll see that problem resolve itself, no matter how difficult a problem it is. When there are problems, If we would love more, they would disappear. When the love is complete, the problem dissolves immediately. Love is communication. Communication and love go together. Communication is getting across an idea. I say Frank uh, da, da 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 and you say oh yeah da 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 da. So it's an idea from me to Frank and acknowledgement of it. That's communication. We both see eye to eye on the same thing. You can you can that. easily test this out in your own life that if you increase communication with an individual, you increase the love between the two of you. Just practicing communication. Say something to them, have them acknowledge that they got it by repeating it, and go on and on that way. And the love between the two of you will keep going up and up. Increasing communication increases love. And the other way around, increasing love increases communication. You've noticed that the more you love, the more you're able to communicate with people. It's a very interesting thing that can be tested very easily. Just increase communication and you'll see love. Do it with someone who is against you at the moment. Another thing happens as love increases, reality in the world increases also. The more we're capable of loving, the more we'll see things exactly the way they happen. Now if, uh, if you practice increasing your reality in the world, your love will go up too. Just in the same way that if you practice increasing communication, your love will go up. Or, the converse, the more we love, the more we see things the way they are in the world. If we were all very loving people, every time there'd be an accident, we'd all see it alike. Here it is, love is communing, love is communication. Lending support, wanting for the other one, what the other one wants, that is love. The greatest help or giving one may give to another is to help the other to get the understanding of truth. In this way, one gives the other the formula for happiness. Love is the cohesive force of the universe. Love is attracting, integrating, and constructive, and so affects everything and anything that it is applied to. Parliaments cannot write the world, but enough individuals feeling love can. I think that's an interesting point for our present times. We cannot legislate a correct world. Parliaments will never straighten this world out. Only when the individuals, when the majority of people in this world have an attitude of love, will the world be a nice place to live in, will it be harmonious. Almost all people mistake ego approval for love. Because it is not love, it is not satisfying. Consequently, one continuously needs and demands it. And this produces only frustration. Boy, the next one is a hard one. I'm going to just read it and skip over it. Love is not an emotion. Or maybe I shouldn't skip over it. When I say love is not an emotion, emotion is energy in motion. It's an intense, uh, active, uh, disturbing thing. An emotion is. The emotion of love is the most peaceful of feeling. And in that sense, I mean that love is not an emotion. People need each other and think it is love. There's no hanging on to or fencing in of the other one when one loves. Human love does not want to share its love with others, but rather wants its own personal satisfaction. Real love wants to share its love, and the more it is shared, the more joyous it is. There is no longing for in love, because longing is separation. Love being oneness, it does not allow separation. True love cannot be gotten through marriage, it must be there before marriage or developed during marriage. Love cannot be applied to one and not to another. It is impossible to love one and hate another. When we love one more than another, that one is doing something for us. That is human love. When one loves people because they are nice to him, that too is human love. True love is unconditional. In true love, one loves even those who oppose him. See, the next sentence is a real test of where we stand on this subject, love. We should love everyone equally. This is a tremendous yardstick for checking yourself on growth. Equal mindedness toward all beings, loving everyone equally, is actually the top state. When love is felt for the enemy, it makes the enemy impotent, powerless to hurt us. If the enemy persists in trying to hurt us, he will only hurt himself. One does not increase his love, one merely gets rid of one's hate. We can't increase our love because that's our natural state. Behind the behind these concepts of non-love is always the infinite love that we are. You can't increase it. All you can do is peel away these concepts of hatred so that this tremendous loving being that we are is not is not hidden. Actually, we don't We don't keep increasing our love, we just keep doing away with the limited concepts of hate that we've had before. And by hate I mean anything that's not love, fear, envy, jealousy, apathy, all those attitudes are different degrees of hate, at least the way I use it they are. And So we really don't increase our love we undo our attitudes of hate. The greatest sin of all sins, the downfall, is the ego sense. I am an individual separate from the all. That's the real fall into, into mankind.